Hi, I'm Shana Dean, and I've been on this pranic path for a long time. It started when I was very, very young. I was raised in an ashram in California, where I'm living now, and I was taught how to meditate at a very young age, at age seven. And this really set the foundation for what I am doing now and who I've become. I believe it actually goes beyond that though, beyond this life into many past lives. And I do feel that if you are interested in breatharian consciousness, living a more pranic lifestyle, this is in your cells, it's in your DNA, it's in your awakening now as you're coming into it. And it's also something you've experienced in your past, far, 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 far back. We all have that inner calling. And that's exactly what happened to me. I heard the call. So at a very young age, I was meditating. I was able to go into a place of no mind. And this, I think, is really important. I always say meditation is the foundation of breatharianism, and I really do feel that's true. There's a lot of different ways you can meditate. And a lot of different ways I actually suggest from guided meditation to running energy work using your visualizations or just stillness. So I started from a place of stillness and I was a very awakened child, but it was also very confusing in my youth because I would toggle back and forth between different, let's say different dimensions. I was very much connected to past lives that I had lived and I would spend time there and then come back into this life and feel confused. I remembered my time in the womb. I remembered my time in between lives. And so all of this kind of melded together. So as you can imagine, I'm a natural medium and very sensitive and intuitive. So I grew up this way, of course, forgetting my path as I got a little older. But what happened was I was very interested in diet and nutrition from a very young age, very interested in food, which you would think wouldn't really play in to this lifestyle, but actually it's a very big component because you really do need to learn how to eat before you can learn to let the food go. And this is what I mean by this. So I was very interested in health, of course, and nutrition and fasting. Now fasting is really important because when you're on this path, you want, you, you want your body to be as clean as possible. And when it's clean, it's running effectively and you can hold more prana. So let's see, back in 1996, I was coaching folks to lose weight and have a healthier, happier lifestyle. In 2004, I became very interested in raw foods. I discovered raw foods and became a raw food chef. Right there, that was a pivotal part in my life where I started diving much more deeply into fasting, juice feasting, where you only take in juices, um, doing a lot of hydro, um, colon hydrotherapy to clean the inner terrain. That's really important. I was also combining that with my meditations. In 2008, I believe it was, I was attuned as a Reiki master teacher. Now, for those of you who are familiar with Reiki, and if you're not, um, you receive different attunements along the path. So with my very first attunement, it, how should I explain? It 
changes the frequency of your personal vibration, each attunement. So I was aligned and refined and my energy was raised to a point where I was no longer a frequency match for food. I found that the lighter and higher my personal vibration was, the heavier, denser foods rolled away. Now this is really important because when you're on a breatharian path, and this is what you're striving for, I know a lot of people really wanna let the food go. So you really push and you try really hard to fast and not eat. But really what it is, it's a frequency match and I can't emphasize this enough. So when I received my first Reiki attunement, I was no longer a frequency match for food. I'm sorry, for uh, meat. <laughs> and um, so I very easily gave that up. It wasn't even a second thought. And the nice thing about Reiki attunements is things that are in perfect alignment with your higher self, with your soul's higher purpose, just naturally fall away without any effort. And things come into your life that really are in alignment with who you are and what your mission is and everything you should be doing. Now, I've been a Reiki master teacher now since. So I've been doing this for about 12 years and I've actually come to the pranic path through Reiki. Now, you don't have to be a Reiki practitioner to be on this path. I know a lot of people reach this path um, in a state of bigu through qigong. You can also do it just through meditation. Whatever your flavor of energy work is, I do find though that some kind of meditation and some kind of energy work should be the foundation of what you're doing. And you'll find out why in just a moment. What I was noticing is as I was practicing Reiki, you become, or I became a channel of universal life force energy. That's what Reiki is. You open up your crown chakra and beautiful universal life force energy just flows through your crown and through your body. And what I found is in my private practice is as I was giving Reiki sessions throughout the day, every day, I was running this high level of energy through my body. I was also putting my place in a state my mind in a place of no mind because I wanted to be a pure vessel so I could receive messages for the clients I was working on and so I could channel higher, more wise information for them. So in putting this into practice, I developed my connection to source energy and I was able to increase my light body. Now, what is a light body? Everybody is a light being, everybody. That is the spark of God that you are. It is the source energy. We are all source expressing itself in this reality as 3D reality, right? <sighs> in our bodies. Now we have our personalities, we have all of our identifications, right? I'm Shana, I'm a woman, I'm a Reiki master teacher. These are my identifications. When you peel all of that away, what you're left with is your pure light being, right? Source energy. I also call this your higher consciousness or the super consciousness. Now you can increase your light body. You can increase your energy field. I also consider the light body the same thing as the energy field. We have, let's just say our consciousness is not within our body. Our body 
is in our consciousness. Our consciousness is huge. We have this greater collective consciousness that we all are. I call it the universal consciousness, the universal soul, actually. And what we're occupying in these bodies is just a tiny, tiny little fraction of what that really is. We are huge and we all really are unified. So when you bring more of this energy into your body, you can be more naturally pranically fed. You can grow your light body by intuitively and also intentionally doing things to increase your light field, your energy field. Now there's various energy techniques you can do. You can spin your chakras and run energy up and down your meridians and Ah, there's so many beautiful meditations, the Merkaba, the microcosmic orbit. Um, there's a lot of different ones that I do that don't really even have names. But the more you do it, what you'll notice is your energy becomes bigger. Your auric field becomes huge, actually. And people who are in your presence, they'll notice it. They'll say, wow, your energy feels really good. Or I can just feel you, just feel like a beaming light bulb and you're just expressing pure love and pure light because that's what it is it's just pure light and it's just full of divine love so as i've been practicing reiki over the years i've been developing this right without really even being aware of what i was doing i just know it's becoming more and more intuitive because reiki is like a bridge it will help you become more and more psychic more and more intuitive it just does because you're open you're clear and you're bringing in these higher energies now you combine that with raw food which is what i've also been doing and <laughs> all of that is really magnified i remember the first time i tried eating a fully 100 percent raw diet i was shocked at how intuitive i became how i was getting all these little psychic nudges and i just knew things before they happened well, if you combine the raw food with the Reiki or the energy work, it's amazing. It's magical. It really is. Now imagine if you start cleansing and fasting and eating less or none at all with the energy running. You increase your magnetism. You can start manifesting without even trying. You just think, oh, it would be nice to do this, and it shows up. And what starts happening is you find that, and what I have found, is that what you want, you realize now is what you want for others. So in other words, the things that you're wanting in your life become more service-oriented. And this is just a natural state because you're in a place of pure happiness. It's like bliss. It really is, and gratitude, and you hold these higher states of being easier and longer, because that's really your natural state. Anything that is keeping you from your natural state is just a simple block. And food, especially heavier foods, can do that. So can your environment and people and, and certain activities. If you feel like, mm, it dampers you, or it limits you in any way. And your mind can do this too. Your mind can limit you, right? If you have limiting thoughts. So the closer you get to your, your higher consciousness, the more you realize 
how connected you are to everything. And that's what happened to me. I actually was, um, I'd gone through several deep detoxification times in my life where I did some physical detox. And this particular time in my life, I just finished doing a very extensive six months candida cleanse because I knew that I had some issues in my digestive system. My gut flora was off. I had chronic fatigue and foggy headedness and all kinds of health issues from this. So I underwent this um, pretty strict cleanse and in conjunction with that was colon hydrotherapy. And I felt like I was on the other end of it. I was just coming out. I felt like I oh, just came back to life. And I was in a higher state of being. So I went through this really extensive, beautiful, but difficult process while still practicing my Reiki and developing my, my pranic life and my magnetism. And then what happened is a friend of mine introduced me to breatharianism. Now I've always heard of breatharianism in the background, but I never really gave much thought to it. And as soon as I found out that this was a possibility that people were actually doing this, <sighs> every cell in my body just lit up. And I thought, yes, this is for me. I knew it. I knew it was in my blueprint. I could tell that I had actually achieved this state in past lives. And I think that's really key to know that if you are being drawn to this, most likely you have lived this way before. And I just knew this was possible. I knew it with everything in me. So right away, I start my studying. I got books, I listened to meditations, I started programming my mind. I already had the foundation of the food, the cleansing, and the Reiki practice and meditation under my belt. So that's really important. So right there I was setting the foundation. And I'm sharing this because I want you to know that it's not all about the fasting. Yes, there are people who can certainly do a lot of fasting and reach the state that way. However, it is important that you do connect with the energy. With that said, I would like to say, <laughs> there are many paths, there really are. So honor where you are and what you feel called to do. I think that's the most important thing. Your path might look a little bit my, like mine or it might be completely different and that's okay. I'm just sharing my experience. Take what um, you will and what will serve you and leave the rest. But this was my path. So I lit up. I knew it was the right thing. I right away started programming myself. Yes, I can do this. I'm a breatharian. I don't need food. I can live off the cosmic energy of the nature world around me and from within me. And I lightened up my diet even more. I moved into a low-fat, raw vegan diet, which means I was essentially eating fruits and greens and some vegetables, but no fat. This was amazing. I felt so good. Never have I ever felt so good. Now, I would like to say also that this is a very high energy diet. <laughs> and I experienced even more cleansing with this. You know, my face broke out, even though I'd already gone through all this cleansing, all this stuff. My face broke out and was like that for a month. I felt um, fatigued and I just stuck with it because intuitively I knew this was right. And also, I, um, I'm naturally a hypoglycemic, so I cannot eat just fruits by themselves. I know a lot of people say, oh, just be a fruitarian. Do honor yourself. 
you know, where you are and what your body feels good. Just because a book or somebody or even myself might recommend something, do tune in and listen to your body. I have always felt that fruits and greens in combination worked really well for my body. So that's what I stuck with. So I ate this way for a while and I tried periodic fasting where I would just do a dry fast one day here and there. And the first time I did it, it was really challenging because um, I didn't have any energy. The second time I tried it, it was just fine. I was able to go on hikes and felt really great. And so I kept that routine up. However, I felt that I couldn't really go more than that one day comfortably. So I never pushed myself. And I just went along with my path without thinking too much about it. But what I noticed was every day I wanted less calories, less and less and less. So what I noticed was I didn't need to eat the amount of food I thought I did. Because as a low fat raw foodist, you're eating a lot of food. You're eating a lot of fruit, a lot of greens. Well, what I discovered over time was I could eat maybe one or two pieces of fruit with some greens in the morning. And the same in the evening, when I say the evening, I like to eat really early. So sometime between three and four would be my last meal. And I found that I was eating maybe three or 400 calories a day comfortably. So that's been my path. My path has been a path of just slowly decreasing the calories with, without even really realizing it. So it's been a natural falling away of the food. And this also is happening because I've done so much deep cleansing. Now, what's the difference between fasting and pranic nourishment? Fasting is where you put yourself in a starvation mode. It's temporary and you're cleansing the body. Pranic nourishment is a state where you need very little food or no food and you are being nourished on other sources like the energy that your body naturally creates, like the na nature world, right? Through your meditations, through your own happiness. I can't tell you how key that is. Your happiness can feed you. Your stress can depletely, could deplete you and make you wanna eat, right? So pay attention to how your emotions make you feel. So chronic nourishment is, it's not a starvation diet at all. You can completely manage and maintain your weight and keep your energy levels very high, so much so that you don't need as much sleep, you feel healthy all the time, you feel invincible. It's an amazing lifestyle. So please know that. If you are still um, fasting and cleansing and still dealing with the lightheadedness and all the physicality of releasing toxins, you're still fasting. Once you feel like, oh, I have energy, um, I feel good, I can maintain a high level of activity, even without food, right there, that's chronic nourishment. And this is what I see for the future too. Of course, the future is vegan, of course it is. You know, our planet can no longer sustain animal agriculture, it just can't. And it's actually not healthy for our bodies, I know, that many people struggle with the meat component, but the sooner you can let that go, the more you can move towards this path with such grace and ease. It really does raise your vibration. As an energy worker, I'm very sensitive 
to energy. So I can feel the energy of the meat, right? You're feeling the energy of the animal and what it experienced right before its death or even its life in the factory, right? That energy is there. So the sooner we can move away from that and into these higher realms, the better. And if your path is anything like mine, as you move along, as you meditate, as you increase your own energy and your own light beingness, you will no longer be a frequency match for it. And that's important. Not only do I see a vegan future, but I also see a pranic future. More and more people are waking up to breatharian consciousness. Why do you think that is? Let's think about this for a minute. It's a calling. Right now is the time. More and more of us are waking up and we're realizing, wow, this isn't just a diet. This is a way of being, a very high level way of living and existing. Because as you let go of your food and your attachments, you are getting closer and closer and closer to your true godlike self. This is called in the yoga traditions, self-realization, God-realization. And when you're in this state, you are really in alignment with your higher self, with your super consciousness. And right now it's just a concept, right? You think, okay, I get that. But this is such an experiential state. You really do have to feel it to really get what I'm saying. And the more you're on this path, you will. And it takes a little bit of time, but you will definitely get there. You'll start feeling little bits of it here and there. With the next fast, it goes deeper. Maybe you do some pranayama or breath work and suddenly you feel like, oh, I can start letting go of some of my belongings or some of the old thought patterns that were holding me back. Or maybe even some of the people that aren't, let's say, in resonance with you. Whatever it is, you'll start opening and developing. This is our future. This is the beautiful future and the potential of humankind on this planet. Just imagine if everyone was lit up like that. If everyone had removed their blocks, did the inner work, and have moved right into their perfect loving light state. They're manifesting in a way where everyone is benefiting, including themselves. That would be world peace. That would be world happiness. This is our future. This is the new earth. We have the potential. You have the potential to do this, to step in the, into this. If you're watching this, then you are being called. You're going to do this. You are going to do this. But it's a process. So be gentle with yourself, truly. Truly. So what I have found over my own journey, and it hasn't been just such a upward slope, like, yes, I became a Reiki master teacher. Yes, I did the cleansing I needed. Yes, things are just slipping off me and I don't need them anymore. No, the journey looks like this. And love yourself within that wave. That's so important. <sighs> yeah, you're gonna have times where you're eating no food at all. You know, you're high and then you're gonna eat a lot <laughs> and you feel like you're going down or you're gonna feel really happy and some days you kind of struggle emotionally. So enjoy the wave, but know the underlying this, you are actually building and building and building your momentum, setting the stage. What has happened for me over the time is 
there have been a couple of times where I've said, wow, I've done it. I am a breatharian. I feel it. Even though I was still eating at the time, something had shifted energetically within me. And I just knew that I gave, if I gave up food, I would be done. But something really interesting happens. My ego stepped right in and said, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> You're not ready yet. And then I would find myself eating, eating too much. And that would last for a while. And I would realize, why am I eating so much? And this happened a couple of times where I'd have these really big um, shifts, which would be followed by overeating. Mind you, I'm still overeating fruit, so it's not like a lot, but still, it's eating. And I realized, wow, so this is not just a battle <laughs> or a progression of the mind, but it's also the ego. So we have that voice in the back of our head that we've been programmed with the whole life, right? And that's the voice of your mother and society that says, you have to eat or, or you're not going to get strong. You have to eat or you're going to die, you know, those voices. But then behind that, you have your own ego that doesn't want to die that egoic death. But the beautiful thing is there doesn't really have to be a death. It's more of an opening to the fullness that you are. But you have a lot of inner mechanisms that kind of battle within that. It's a struggle. So be aware of that when you're on your own path. You may have none of this come up. It may be much easier for you. I'm just sharing my own path. So you have an idea of what you might possibly expect. You know, it really is a beautiful path. It, you learn so much about yourself. Old traumas that you need to work through just come right up so you can work on them. It allows you to become more conscious of everything, especially within you. And the more conscious you are, the easier it is for you to heal and move the blocks away because you can see them. When you're not living this lifestyle, you're not doing any work on yourself, it's really easy to have all these blocks and be completely unconscious of it and allow that to rule your life. So the pranic life is about taking responsibility for yourself. It's about knowing that you truly are the creator of everything around you. And it's also a path of just pure bliss, bliss and happiness, which of course just puts you in such a high, grateful state. It's just amazing. So right now we're all at home, shelter in orders. We've got the COVID-19 going on. And I've seen this time from the very beginning as a reset. And I know a lot of people are struggling right now. I hear it from my clients, you know, there's a lot a lot going on. However, this is also a great time to reevaluate who you really are, what you want, what you want to create in your life, and what's your right livelihood. You know, some people have really um, had a big financial shift. You know, some people, their lives are completely turned upside down right now. This is not only a reset for yourself, but of course, as you've noticed, this is a huge reset for Mother Earth. And anything Mother Earth goes through, we go through. And we can influence what happens to Mother Earth with our consciousness. I want you to know how important you are. As you become lighter, as you become free of blocks, as you become more pranic and into your breath area in God-realized state, you are projecting that onto Mother Earth and to others around you. You can actually heal everyone around you, including the planet. 
And this is important. If you hold a state of mind, oh, Mother Earth is dying, or oh, we're killing her, or with the pollution, or whatever it is, then you're putting that energy field onto Mother Earth, right? You're actually seeing mankind as, as a perpetrator, you know, causing harm. So the more you can actually see mankind, see Mother Earth, see all the animals in their perfect, natural, godlike state, brimming in happiness and love and light, the more you're going to hold that space and you can create it. Our thoughts and our words actually changes the DNA in our body. Quantum science is now proving this. Our thoughts and our words and our visualization is actually, is actually changing the life photons in the environment around us. We can literally change reality. So as you change, Mother Earth changes. The whole world changes. This is a beautiful time. So take this time, really. Focus on what's important to you. What's really significant to you? How can you take your interests and align it with your livelihood? So your livelihood and your income doesn't just support you, but it supports others. It's of service. You'll find when you're on this path, you want to be more service oriented. And I know a lot of people feel like they need to care for others, but at the expense of themselves. The difference with this particular path is that you are so full, you are so chronically fed that when you help others, you don't feel drained by it at all. You're actually even more full. That's amazing. It's so wonderful. So my best advice for those who are starting is find a meditation practice that you really love, whether it's practicing Reiki. You know, when I say meditation, I mean also energy work. Practicing Reiki, practicing yoga, Qigong, finding a guided meditation that you really love, practicing sitting in silence, devotional singing, that's beautiful, breath work, I love breath work, pranayama, the more I do it, the less I want of everything. <sighs> Connecting to your love. And I can't tell you how important this is because as you start changing your diet, if you don't truly love yourself, it's going to be difficult because you will start judging yourself. Oh, I only fasted for one day or... Gosh, I did all this work, I did all this great healthy eating and lined up my diet, and then all of a sudden I just started overeating. What's that all about? And it's really easy to get into a, a state of loathing, you know, self-loathing, or just being really hard on yourself or thinking, oh, all my efforts are just out the window now. Nothing could be further than the truth. You are completely on the path. This is part of the path. So truly love yourself, and what you'll find is when you're in meditation and you really connect with your heart. And I always say your meditation isn't over until you feel bliss. So stay with it until you can feel the center of your heart. You can feel love. You can feel gratitude. And it goes into every cell in your body. Let's practice it just for a moment. Just close your eyes and take a couple of deep breaths. Right into your belly. Now think of the happiest time in your life. You're so happy, you're so full of bliss and energy and gratitude. 
And take that deep into your heart. This is such a high feeling. Now hold that feeling and take it into every cell in your body. Just fill your whole body with this beautiful bliss energy. Now feel this blissful energy just pouring out of your pores, out of every cell in your body, out of your physical being, just filling up the room that you're in. This is your light body. The more you can hold this state of being, the more you can connect with your love. And if you have a hard time loving yourself truly, at least connect with the love I just described. You will learn to fall in love with yourself because you'll realize yourself is just the greater collective soul. Yourself, you are a soul, is connecting with the soul, the spirit, the energy, the light being that you are. And you do that through love. And the more you can be in that state, when you are eating this way or that way or doing whatever it is in your life, you can always move back into that. And everything just kind of calms. And you find that deep, loving peace within you. Is that, it's that peaceful place where you are fed. I can't emphasize this enough. So play in that place. Live your life from that place. Think from that place. Create from that place. You will find you will need less food. And it'll be easier for you to get back on track if you feel like you get off track. So go into your heart. Meditate. Do the energy. Really do also clean the body. Do your fasting periodically. Master your days of fasting when you fast. Start with one day. Master that one day. How do you know if you've mastered it? It's because you know when you have so much energy that you don't feel limited. You don't have a headache. You don't have any detox symptoms. That's when you know you've mastered one day. And you can do it through water fasting or you can do it through dry fasting. I personally like water fasting, especially in the beginning and especially if you're eating food which everybody is, and depending on the type of food. But your body needs the water to help flush and hydrate because the more food you eat, the more water you need. The less food you need or eat, the less water you need, right? Because it kind of goes together. So until you're a level four breatharian where you don't need any food or water, I do suggest fasting with water because it really helps fuel the body. And water attracts light. And it really helps keeping your cells replenished with, um, with more light. You can work with your light. You can grow your energy body. At least that's what I find for myself. I've done both. I love going without food and water. I love the calm that my body feels. But I also love the vibrancy and the more light I feel when I take in water. So again, do whatever feels the best for you. You know, really do follow your intuition. If your intuition says, oh my gosh, I want to drink nothing but apple juice for a week, do it. If your intuition says, no, I really want to do a dry fast for three days, do that. You know, whatever feels really good for you. <sighs> so master that one day and then move into doing two days. 
until you feel like you really mastered those two days. You can do two days of no food without a problem. And what you'll find is that you'll start doing the fasting and the cleansing, and you'll have days of eating, days of no eating, days of eating, days of no eating. And you'll be able to stretch that time out longer and longer, where you can fast a little bit longer and you might eat a little bit less, right? That's one way of doing it, that's one path. Or you can do kind of like the way I did it in the beginning. You just notice that your eating is less and less and less. Maybe you go from three meals down to two meals a day. Or maybe now you're just eating one meal a day. Or just maybe even a couple pieces of fruit and that's it. And just watch how it falls away. So it's nice to have a little bit of a plan, but it's also nice to kind of flow. Because plans do come with expectations. And sometimes disappointments come if our expectations aren't met. So it's really important, again, that you love yourself and that you don't hold a lot of expectations. Just more, be more curious, less judging. Have an open mind and just watch and feel. This really is a feeling state. How does the food make you feel when you're eating or when you're not eating? What emotion are you feeling when you wanna reach for something to eat? What emotion are you feeling when you don't wanna eat? The grumbling in your stomach, is that really hunger? Or is that just your stomach digesting what you ate the day before, right? You will start learning what hunger pains really are. Actually, there really aren't hunger pains because what you'll find is <laughs> the less you eat, the less of those hunger pains you have. And then you realize, wow, this whole time, my whole life, I thought I was hungry and really I haven't been. The hungers are usually emotional and they're mental. So that's another reason why meditation is so valuable. It helps to calm the mind and bring you back to center and let go of the old programming. That's really important. Now you can experience some suffering along this path. In fact, there's a lot of suffering in the world right now. So what is suffering? <sighs> you know, there's a beautiful technique I like to use. It's called the Tonglen practice and Prima Chodin teaches this. It's where you take your own suffering and you allow that to heal others. So let's put that into practice for a moment. So what I find in my Reiki practice is when you do this exercise, it actually helps to open up your heart chakra. And the more your heart chakra is open, the more you can connect with that beautiful divine love, which will feed you. So, and it will nourish you. So let's put this in practice just for a, a short time here, a little sample. So close your eyes and take a couple of deep breaths right into your belly. And just think of whatever it is you are struggling with right now, whether it's relationship or finance or something on this journey, whatever it is. Think of that struggle. Think of that suffering. Now visualize everyone around the entire world, the whole planet. Think of anyone on this planet who is suffering in the same exact way you are because you know you're not alone. There are others who are experiencing just what you are. So think of all those people around the world. Now send out pure compassion out of your heart to everyone 
who is going through the exact same thing you are. Do that now. I'll send some Reiki to help you with this. Feel the Reiki energy. Send beautiful compassion out of your heart for everyone on the planet. Do you feel how beautiful this is? It takes you right out of yourself and in a state of healing others and you can channel this beautiful energy as you do it. Your whole heart space opens and it's healing. You can transmute suffering this way for yourself and for others. It's a beautiful technique. We just did it for a few seconds, but I do recommend you sit in meditation and practice this longer if it resonates for you to do so. One thing you will find on this path is that there really isn't suffering. Suffering has a lot to do with your own attachments, right? Your own expectations. And as you follow this path and you drop a lot of your expectations, you drop a lot of your attachments, your attachments to food, your attachments to things, when all of that melts away, you realize that you are so completely contained and happy and whole just as you are. You don't need anything because you are a perfect light being and you see it and you feel it. You are it. And when you're in that state, there is no suffering. There's no suffering. So now you're a beam of light and you're able to shine this light and actually help lift the people around you. And it's a much bigger outreach than you realize. It's not just the people around you, but it goes further. Like I said earlier, you can really change the whole planet. There's so many things you can do. Like the Tonglen practice I just showed you. That you just did with your visualization, right? Calming the body, sending energy out of the heart. That's what I call energy running. There's so many different energy running techniques. So as you can go along this path, as you clear your body, as you give up food, as you step into your true light being self, your higher consciousness, you're removing the blocks of your higher consciousness. So you're more chronically nourished. The more clear you are, imagine when you're in that state and you're doing the energy running, imagine how profoundly effective and powerful you are at positively changing everything around you. Now you are all that right now, right now. You can start running energy and affect everything around you and yourself. This is why this path is the future. It's the most beautiful, amazing path. And it is our human spiritual birthright. This is our, this is our potential. This is just scratching the surface of our potential actually. Please know that letting go of the food is just a side effect of this path. This is really a spiritual path. It's an energetic path. It's a path of your light being. It's a path of your true God realized self. Losing the food you can choose to not eat or, or eat, it's entirely up to you. That's just a side effect. So be very mindful of making that the total end goal. Yes, we can choose that as a goal and strive towards it. But what you'll find is, all of this other stuff is going to happen. This is really a spiritual path, and you'll find that the deeper you get along this journey. And if you really want it and you program yourself for it, the food will fall away. Let me just close with a very short story, a personal, a personal story here. 
I had an ankle injury that plagued me for years, about 10 years actually. I had surgery, some reconstructive surgery done on my tendon and my ankle. And periodically it would flare back up to the point where I couldn't walk. So I would spend months at a time completely bed bound. It changed my life. I'd go in and out of being able to walk and in and out of just being totally off my feet. Until one day I was working in this job that I loved. It was one of these jobs that I had just for fun. I was working in Native American art gallery and it was beautiful, you know, turquoise jewelry and artwork and I loved it. I worked in this gorgeous showroom and I'd only been there for about a week or so. And I was so happy, so full of gratitude. And this is one reason why your gratitude and your happiness is so important because when you're in a high state of being like that, happy, gratitude, blissful, all of those things, you can change your body. You can change your cells. You can change everything around you. And you do it by placing a command. So what happened with me is I was on the job the first week, totally happy. And all of a sudden my ankle started to swell. I thought, no, I don't want to lose my job. And in that happy, blissful state, I gave my body a very forceful command in the same way you would um, reprimand a child who was just about to run into the street in front of a car. I said, no, no, you are not going to swell up. You are not going to do this to me. I'm not going to lose my job. No, no more swelling, no more pain. No, <laughs> I was very definite about that. And my ankle actually started to feel better that day. And do you know what happened? That was it. I cured my ankle in that moment. It never once has caused me any pain or any swelling since that moment. I, in a nanosecond, shifted my health. So remember that when you go to reprogram something in your body, whether it's a, a health issue, whether it's wanting to be more pranic, letting go of food. It's a command. It's not a request. It's not, oh, please don't swell. Please get better by next week. No, it's not that kind of a command. It's no, right now, mm -mm. like if you feel like you're getting sick. No, you're not getting sick right now, right? So, <clears throat> but again, you have to combine it with happiness. The high state of being, Joe Dispenza talks about this in his meditations. Combining gratitude with a command while you're in meditation. Just remember that. I'm gonna leave you with that thought. <sighs> There's so much potential. There's so much more I could say, but I want to say thank you for joining me today, for being a part of this beautiful World Pranic Festival. Thank you so much for Nicholas for putting this on. I appreciate you all so much. I love you all so much. And I want nothing but beauty and lightness and happiness for you. And I know you'll have it. Thank you. Have a beautiful day.